Okay, welcome to episode 17 of Running Matters. My name's Matt North and I'm joined by my co-host today, Matt Sheetha. Thanks for coming in, Matty. You're welcome, Matt. Huge, huge show today. Uh, Steve Southwell coming in to talk about the Royal Challenge. Yeah, yeah, excited to talk to him about it. Good, yeah. good, good. Um, I should also do a shout out to Jimmy Carroll, our audio guy. He's uh, always doing stuff behind the scenes, so thank you, Jimmy. And I also wanted to mention uh, one of our listeners in Orange, Scott Hazelton. G'day, Scott. He messaged me. He was down. Uh, he was in Cronulla for work, and we were going to catch up for a run. So if any uh, – didn't end up happening. But if any listeners are coming in the area and want to catch up for a run, message us on our Facebook page, Running Matters Podcast, and we'll be more than keen to catch up for a run. That would be good. So uh, and you can meet a few of the, the guys from Norb. So come running with us. That'd be good. Mm. Yeah. Especially like Scott did then, he nearly hit the, the handicap, the, the chance to come and run the handicap, which is a lot of fun. We had that last night. So it would have been good to see Scott there. But uh, it wasn't the case. But yeah. No. So yeah. And, and yeah, the Norg, Norg handicap. So uh, once a month. So if you're interested in coming to our 5K Norg handicap, you're uh, more than welcome. Let's talk about that in a second. I'd like to thank our partners, Filter Brewing, Goo Energy, and Guy Mere Allied Health. So it's Friday afternoon. I've got a filter in front of me, an XPA. I've been dying to open this. My first beer this week, Matt. You can oh, ver- well verify that. Yeah. Well, I can verify you're having a beer. Yeah. I can't say it's your first. No. The two, <laughs> the two last night after the run. Oh, yeah. Did you forget about those? <laughs> Um, so, I'd offer you one, but you don't drink, Matty. No, that's right. So, um, I know it's yummy. Yeah. I've heard You've I've tried heard it be- things. You've no, tried it before? I've tried beer before. You've tried beer before? Yeah. yeah. When, was it, when was the last time you had a beer? I, I don't know particularly. Um, it, it wasn't like, because you've asked me before about my diet and um, trying to eat more vegan and, and, and less meat, but the beer... The alcohol thing was just a slow, a slow transition. I, I, it would have been in this two years that I've been um, not eating meat. The beer thing would have happened around the same time, uh, but I can't say for sure. That was just a, a an incidental thing. Yep. Accidental, incidental. Yeah. So, were you like me, where you liked a couple of beers on the weekend? weren't weren't really a big drinker, but liked a couple of beers socially. What tell us? Yeah, yeah, I've done, yeah, did all the binge drinking um, when I was younger and, you know, into your 30s and and so forth that you do when you get the social chance and then, yeah, parred back to just a couple on the weekend and even that I was noticing was stopping me from doing, you know, some running, some of the fitness things I enjoyed doing, even, even stopping me getting off the lounge and playing with the kids. So, yeah, I just... Just weighed it up, looked at what it was doing for me and what it wasn't, and thought I was just better off. Do you feel better? Off, it. Do you feel better off without it? I know I'm doing more. I know I've got more time. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to. I, I. I wouldn't say I feel better or worse with or without it. I just know I have more time on my hands now to do the things I enjoy doing. What yeah. could you be coaxed over to have a beer, or there's no interest in it at all? Yeah, no, no interest. I don't, 
I never feel like I need a wind down or anything, which I think is what you look for in a beer. Yeah. And now, having not drunk, it just takes a beer to give me that heady feeling that I just don't enjoy. Right. You know, not, not, yeah, because I don't go near it. Yeah. I notice it now when I drink and it's that heady feeling that I don't know if any of us enjoy it, but I, I know I don't enjoy that. Yeah. Drunk feeling? Drunk feeling, mm. yeah, yeah. So that's what we're pushing Friday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, and it takes a while to get, it takes a while to realise. You know, like you, ha- you had to hit, hit that, I had to hit that a few times before I went, oh, yeah, the idea is to not drink so I don't go there. Yeah. And yeah, I just feel better for it. Yeah, and yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we should also mention for our listeners that if they're enjoying the podcast, they should, if you can follow us, so also download the, it's great that you're downloading our episodes. In fact, I think I mentioned to you, we've had two and a half thousand downloads now, which yeah, is great. Yeah. And uh, so on iTunes and on Podbean, uh, people are downloading our episodes. So if you can also follow us and by following us, you get notified of the latest episode. So we're rolling them out weekly now, which is great. And uh, obviously the interest is increasing, so please follow us when you go to download or if you're listening to this and you can click on follow, that would be great. So, Norg Handicap. So, I, was, I, I can't believe, like, there was what, uh, there's only about 10 or so of us last night. Yes. But uh, for a club race, and I mean, you can hardly call it a club, can you? Um, people push themselves to the breaking point, including yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, you obviously enjoy the handicap. You come back each month for another another run. Yeah, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I missed the last couple, but um, turning up to this one, it is remarkable because and it's it's late in the day. Like uh, you don't get you don't get going till six thirty. Yep. Yeah, and you you just don't think you're gonna go hard at that time. And yet you turn up and everyone's friendly and chatty and warming up and then, yeah, it goes quiet. And <laughs> it's amazing what a bit of adrenaline does. Everyone goes for it. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm sore today. Yeah. sore in the guts. Uh, I heard that comment after the race, I think, from um, maybe maybe it was Zulu. I'm not sure. And um, said he felt it in his stomach. And I, I, I felt the same. I think it's a bit, and I said to them at the time, I think it's a bit of a sign that things are working right. Yeah. If you can feel it in your stomach, you've got a connection, you know, muscly, in muscular. Muscle ache. In your gut. Is that your core working or yeah, is it I, lactic acid building up, making you feel sick? I think it's my core. I'm think I'm going for it's my core right. working. Okay. <laughs> I don't think my core is working, but the lactic acid was definitely there, and I felt like vomiting after a few. <laughs> so for me, I think it was the lactic acid buildup. But it, that comes from your gut, doesn't it? it comes up yeah. in your chest and your throat, and and you hit a PB. Yeah. Last night, so it goes to show. Yeah, everyone's taking. Everyone's it really pushing themselves to. I don't know what is it. Just as pride. Pride's on the line. Mm. So. Uh, Yep, everyone's not holding back. So great event, and yeah. uh, and the handicap's good because you get to see everyone. Uh, you know, the, 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 everyone gets to see everyone else uh, put putting in the effort. The, you know, from the slowest through to the fastest, like yourself, you see everyone push. Yeah, and uh, that's the great thing about the handicap. People don't just disappear off into the distance. And, yeah, anyone can win. 
It's yeah, not necessarily the, does. the, the yeah. faster runners that are winning. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's so the one that gets the good handicap. It's it's a level as <laughs> it's a level playing field. Yeah. So um, so it's great. Yeah, it's it's a good event. So really happy with that. And so we'll have another race uh, next month. The florist is organising it, and in fact, um, in a new location. In a new location. So we yeah. do once a month. We do the Norg handicap, and we do the same location three times, and then we choose a new location. So. The florist is in charge of the new location next month. We're actually mm. interviewing him uh, on the podcast next week, so we'll chat about that and other things. Yeah. And uh, so looking forward to that. I guess the idea being that you can never then get the handicap right. Just when you think you fine-tuned it, yeah. you change location and <laughs> the handicaps start again. Yeah, and yeah. I think also with the change of location, like the course we're on now is pretty flat. Mm. And so, whereas the course previously around Gray's Point, that Australia Day loop was really hilly, you know. Yeah. So I guess it's not going to suit particular people. So at the moment, you might say the the course suits a flat person, flat runner. Yeah. Whereas you know, if you choose an, a hilly course next, then that person you know doesn't suit everyone. So it keeps changing and keeps yeah. getting challenging. Yeah. Look forward to it. All right. So we might go to our listener question, and. Today's question is from Ben Thompson, uh, and then it's addressed to you, Maddie. Ben says, he's been a hippie, no meat. He's been eating no meat for the past, I'm going to say five years, because I'm making it up, obviously. But now he's a 100K guy, yet to complete 100 kilometers, but he's doing the UTA 100. And he thinks it's time to climb the food chain and start eating meat again. What are your thoughts, Matt? Pros or cons? Would you Would you say... That uh, he needs to get back on the, the meat wagon or he'll be fine doing it as a fully, full hippie? Well, I, um, I just finished a podcast with Steve Redfern. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, he, he indicates that you can go the distance without the meat. So Cousin Benny's got to be looking somewhere else as to what it is, where he's lacking, I think. Mm. Uh, it may not be the meat. Yeah, well, that's a really good point. I'd actually forgotten about... Steve Redfern. Yeah. And if he can yeah. run 245Ks in 24 hours, and uh, I think he's a good benchmark for what can be done without meat, hey? Yeah. And perhaps, um, yeah, what, what, yeah, look, the idea is just to, like, Steve, Stephen's only done it in the last couple of years, like myself, and that that's nothing to say that you would never eat meat or something, you know, Steve's still. Uh, has eggs and some dairy, a small amount of dairy in his diet. And as long as you're trying, as long as you, I, I don't mean trying not to eat meat, but as long as you're looking at your diet and considering what it does for you and what it doesn't do for you, then just yeah, yeah, keep trying. So yeah. if, if seriously, if if someone is vegetarian and they're struggling with it, then have a little bit of something somewhere. It doesn't mean you're on or off the wagon. It just means you you. You're jigging it, you know, just trying to get it right for yourself. What works? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we talked about this. We talked about this. Probably to someone else. That's disappointing, Matt. Um, yeah. Okay, upcoming events. So uh, what events are you training for? Have you Tell us about this 500-kilometre uh, mountain bike ride. Yep, so in a week or so, I'm doing a 500 came mountain bike ride in Canberra, the Cloud Ride 500. It's just a, I guess you'd call it 
now now things are termed a bucket list thing, and I, I think that's what um that's what this is. It's just it is a race, and I want to do well at it. Um, so I'm just I'm just trying to do the K's now on the bike to to get some K's in my legs because I um, I just want to ride for as long as I can, maybe not as fast as I can, and try and finish this in two days. It's it, it's a an you have you have the option just to some guys ride the five hundred from beginning to end and don't sleep. How long does it take if you didn't sleep? Two days. Okay. Yeah, so it is overnight. Yeah. Uh, so to be, I, I don't know what what the times are, but they're under forty eight hours. The guys that do it quick, um, forty hours perhaps. What do they do? Like take no days or to keep I awake? I can only or? assume. Yeah, yeah, I mean that would have been a thing perhaps to ask Stephen if the, if that comes into his. Yeah. Um, regime at all because I he does yeah he, ta- he takes some no-dos oh, okay but he said right. yeah he said he doesn't need a lot because he does shift work and stuff but I think the normal person he's yeah, not normal okay. yes. would need some no-dos or some methamphetamine you know whatever yes. whatever's what, going to keep what you, you can get your hands yeah. on yeah whatever track yeah. your speed you know yeah yeah whatever. so I, I will be taking no-dos with me and um Brendan Davies Red Bull and Coca-Cola, for sure. I, I want to... Uh, Wait, seven, can I stop you there? So yeah. when will you be taking the Coca-Cola? What start? From start okay. to finish. Okay, <laughs> good. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> taking the piss out of this Yeah, but yeah, just, it's a novelty thing. Um, be, where's, it, where's it at? Where's the race In at? Canberra. Starts at the Bent Spoke Brewery yeah. and finishes at the Bent Spoke Brewery. Wow. And this is um, uh, their prologue to a 1,000K race that they hold in another couple of months' time. Right. Which um, I might attack next year. Yeah. You know, cool. Like um, just slowly build up to it. Because I, I, I don't really feel I've got the time to go off cycling all the time because I enjoy the, the running and the kayaking, which is that, that royal challenge so you, type thing. So your 12-hour race went really well. Uh, yeah, uh, managed to polish it off in six hours. Yeah, yes, so thanks, you, Matt. you did six yeah. hours and, yeah. and half the case. Uh, is there a 250-kilometre uh, version just in case you uh, yes. decide not to finish? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll have my phone with me Yeah, and uh, my wife on speed dial. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to finish this. I'm, I'm taking, I've got the weekend off and I've got Monday as well and I will finish this in three days, if not two. Okay, what date is it? <laughs> uh, tw- well, not this, uh, what's, I don't know. No. <laughs> Not this weekend, but the following. Uh, it's the weekend of six foot, is it? Yes. Yeah, week two weekend. weeks. Yes, yeah. that's right. Two weeks till yeah. six foot. There it was my way of getting out of six foot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good that you've and been And I trained. see three days on a bike is more pleasant than doing six foot. <laughs> yeah. Like anything's more pleasant, isn't it? Um, yeah. All right. That's cool. All yeah. right. Well, we might have to um, debrief with you after the event. Yes. And... Um, I'm sure everyone would like to hear how it unfolds and, and goes well. And uh, if it wasn't on the weekend at six foot, I would have come down and cheered you on. Or, oh, lovely. Yeah, that would have been good. But yeah. anyway, we've got our priorities, other events. So, hey, um, I was going to mention some of the, um, the upcoming events that are on in Sydney and have a chat about that. Um, the Sri Shinmoy Sydney series, I've mentioned it before, but the 2019 opener is on in, in one month. Um, and that's at Iron Cove. So Sunday the 24th of March, there's a 4K, a 7K, and a 14K. Um, so that's a good event. 
you know we've we've uh, we we like the Shri Shinmoy series and we we sort of go to some of those events. So I'd, I'd highly recommend that. So have a look on their site. Uh, so that's on the twenty fourth of March. Um, if you have a look on um, New South Wales Athletics website, they've got a heap heap of events. They've got a twenty nineteen calendar that's up, and their website is runnewsouthwales.com.au. So on their website, you can look up some of the events, but I'll mention some of the events they've got. There's an ultra uh, marathon in New- in Maitland, Newcastle area, on the 17th of March, and it's a 3.7-kilometre loop. Uh, it's a trail loop around a lake, and you can do a 50K or a 100K. That is for you, Matt. <laughs> you can sign up for the 150 <laughs> Um, and you can do that in a team event as well. Uh, they've got another event on there, which is the Wollongong. It's called the Fitness 5, which is a 5K and a 10K, and that's a week after on Sunday the 24th of March. And there's another event called the Waratah Run Series, and they've got a 2K and a 4K for kids, and then there's a 7K and a 10K for the grown-ups. And that's Saturday the 13th of April, and that's at Scarborough Park at Ramsgate. Yeah. So that's a, like a cross-country on grass. And what else we got? There's a new event being held at uh, Western Suburbs in Sydney called Run West. Uh, so if you Google Run West, uh, it's over near Wet n' Wild. Everyone in Sydney would know where Wet n' Wild is. It is. Um, so on March the 31st, they have a 4K and a 12K race. Um, and I had a look at the site and there's heaps of stuff for the family. It looks really good. Um, there's another event on called the Royal Challenge at Audley. Um, and that's on Saturday the 4th of May. And that's what we're talking to Steve about, yeah. the Royal Challenge. And we'll go into more detail about that one, chat to Steve. The Sutherland Surf. Have you done the Sutherland Surf before? Yes. 11K road fun run, we'll call it, road race. Uh, so that's on Sunday the 20, 21st of July. And the City to Surf, everyone knows City to Surf, 14Ks, and that's August 11th. So there are, um, there are events going on in and around Sydney coming up. I'd like to mention the, the great thing about the Sri Chinmoy is... You enter if you are you enter online, and even if you're only doing one race, because I you mentioned before how you can enter all the whole series and get a cheaper price. But even entering online before the day, it's only thirty one dollars for the race, um, and you, that's that's for the medium the half marathon size race. So um, compared to some other races out there, the Sri Chinmoy is is great. Thirty one bucks. Thirty one. Yeah. If well. you register online. And it's like up until the week before or something. Is that just so to do a one-off? Is that one-off. That's and the one-off. And if one you do the series, you package them up. Yeah, you, it's, it's probably it's cheaper, cheaper right? again. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and unfortunately, the the one in the national park is the day after. Well, not unfortunately. Maybe maybe good fortune. It's the day after the royal challenge. So if you wanted to do a half, like you're going to do Saturday, and then back up with the Sri Chinmoy the next day and do another half. Yeah. The opportunities there. I'll do it yeah. if you do it. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. can do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll enter two and only do one. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. 
So you can do 10Ks. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Another thing too, they haven't um, put it up yet, but but there's the um, Sutherland Athletics Winter Series that's bound to be starting soon in the next month or so, which is another cheap way of getting a 10K run in, I think a 3 or 5 or a 10K run in for the grown-ups. But they haven't posted yet when that's starting. The half marathon, they do a half marathon. Yeah, but they do a weekly series as well at different places throughout the... Oh, yeah. the oh, Sutherland do they cross, do a half marathon? The Sutherland Cross Country Series. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Yeah. Yep. And um, and they do... The, the club runs a half marathon down at Audley That's as right. well. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you join the Sutherland Cross Country Club, you get free entry into the half marathon, which is normally in August. It's normally a week either side of the... Uh, the city to surf, actually. Okay. Yeah. 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 So if you're local or semi-local, yeah, um, it's a great chance to run through the park. Yeah. Uh, doing, yeah, it's a, it's a few bucks. Yeah. To to go race or you become a member. Yeah. 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 Good option. Yeah. So lots of opportunities. Uh, what about some online shopping? Have you you purchased anything online recently? Laundry. No, I. Uh, toys. I've I've bought a a sleeping hammock. For this race I've got coming up, um, because <laughs> that says a lot about your personality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this race, so I bought a tent. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's the only online purchase I've made is a is is buying a sleeping hammock, and I haven't slept in it yet. So I've got to um, I've got to make that leap before the race. Maybe maybe I don't. But yeah, the bed just always looks more comfortable. Than maybe if you maybe if you don't pack it, you'll keep going. Yes, that's my tip. Yeah. Um, so that's all. Yeah, that's yeah, all I've bought online. Yeah, cool. What what side are you? What side is that that you? Oh my my go to is yeah, just like everyone else. Wild Earth is where I bought that. Um, yeah, and, and I, I do the same. Wiggle, Anaconda. You know, for for ad- adventure stuff. But um, yeah, just Wiggle and Chain Reaction. Yeah. Chain Reaction for bike stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cool. I was going to. Um, I was going to mention. There's another site, Torpedo Seven. Mm. You seen that site? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not a bad site as well. Yeah. Cheap again. Mm. And, uh, and Danny's go-to is that um, decathlon. Yeah. I haven't done that, but yeah, um, yeah. that that seems like it's got some great things there. Oh, yeah. Good things there at a great price. Have you been to the store? They've got no. A pretty big. Huge I haven't store either. Near IKEA. Yeah. At St Peter's. Yeah. Yeah. Specific store. Mm. Um. Okay. So. Have you listened to any good podcasts lately? Or mm-hmm. yeah, my podcasts aren't necessarily um, related to directly to sport, but um, I listen to Joe Rogan as my go-to. And the other day, he spoke to a fella, Sam Harris, who's um, big on meditation and um, just you know thinking and, and, and so forth. Anyway, so on that podcast with Joe Rogan, Sam Harris talked about a discussion he had with Stephen Fry, who does the, used to do Q&A, and I like Stephen Fry a lot. So I went over to listen to the Sam Harris speak to Stephen Fry and found some more things on Sam Harris that I enjoy because um, he's into meditation and stuff like that. And I'm into the whole package, along with my exercise and my diet, I think that your brain's obviously got a bit to do with um, helping to manage all the stresses that come about. That can, uh, if you get rid of them, they can 
help you on the on the track on the trail maybe so yeah sam sam harris and joe rogan's my go-to cool yeah so talking about your package um i know you do a lot of stretching mm. tell us about how often do you stretch and when did you start getting the stretching and and what sort of what sort of improvements have you noticed um I got into stretching, say, 14 months ago, and they are all yoga stretches that I do, but they're not balance or um, they're all on the floor. They're all, none of it involves standing up and balancing, which is your traditional type yoga stuff. And I just found a guy on YouTube who's not there anymore, um, but I've, I've memorized mostly the stretches that he did, and I've got a 40-minute routine, and I spend... 40 seconds on each stretch, uh, there's 45 moves, thereabouts, and um, just, yeah, slowly been progressing through that and feeling myself stretch further, so it's it's fire, I, I do it six days a week for sure, I aim for seven, I do six. So how long does your routine definite? take? 45 minutes, right. 40, 40 minutes, say, so every day. So every day you're doing 45 minutes of stretching, yeah. and yeah. have you noticed a big improvement? Yeah, yeah. Because of my carpet laying, and I've always had issues which have led me to um, physio, chiro, acupuncture, all those things, at least once every six weeks or eight weeks or something, I'd go visit someone. Yeah, Gaimi Allied Health. That's it. In particular, yeah. it would be Gaimi Allied Health. And... Um, all, no matter how good they were, I'd always have to go back. Um, but now with the stretching, I've had I've had fourteen months of not having to go to anyone, uh, and I feel things which I used to have a problem with. I, I'd go visit them and talk about my running, and they tell me how my glutes wouldn't fire when I'd run, and give me exercises that I should do to try and fire those glutes up, which through stretching has just happened automatically. So I you didn't necessarily so you didn't necessarily focus on any firing exercises. No. You've just stretched, loosened it up and everything's working better. It, it, better I, circulation. I, I know the day it happened, you know, like I felt it I was never thinking about it. Yep. I was only stretching. Yep. And then running one day I've got, I've just gone, wow, that's that's that feeling that I should be having and yeah, it's been glorious ever since cuz I like I like feeling my uh, glutes fire. Good. And so, just for the listeners, how old are you, Matt? 49. So you never, so, you know, everyone should get back to stretching. It's not too late to get back into it, isn't it? Because as you get older, you feel everything getting tighter. I sort of, yeah. It takes me a while to get upright in the morning when I get out of bed. And, and, and not to expect anything to happen overnight. Give yourself a year to notice a difference. Don't give yourself a week. Yeah. Understand that it takes time. And, and every time you visit the Cairo physio or whoever, they'll tell you to stretch and you'll walk out of there and you won't do it. Well, I never did it. Yeah. But do, do what you're told. Yeah. Stretch and you probably find you don't have to visit those people. Everything they do themselves out of business. Yeah, everything takes time and patience. You have you know? to yeah. put the time in. And this has been six days a week, 40 minutes a day uh, for 14 months. Yeah. And right. I couldn't, I'd hate to miss a day because I wouldn't like to go backwards now. Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm I'm posting PRs on Strava. Um, 
cycling and running and so your running is as good as you've ever done yeah and you put 100%. that down to the stretching you think yeah yeah 100%. i would prioritize stretching over exercise <laughs> really definitely stretch before you train yeah instead uh, of training instead of training if your day is becoming short and you've got to do one or the other yeah. i'd stretch instead of run wow. stretch instead of anything yeah right? wow. okay yeah, for sure yeah and i know that uh You've read through Goggins, and we're both fans of Goggins for, for different things, and he, he'll tell you he had a, a, a bunch of problems that have been fixed through stretching, um, and he does he reckons he does a couple of hours a day now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Get into it. Yeah, yeah, that's really mm. good advice, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I was, um, I watched a, uh, a YouTube clip called Found on 49. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a story of Jim Wamesley's first 100-miler at... The 2016 Western States race. Uh, it only goes for 50 minutes, but it's a really good watch. Um, he's got a massive lead on all the the other professionals, and uh, and then he just implodes. Like he he drops his pacer and he just sees just going too hard. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like they, it's called Found on 49. 49's a highway, and um, uh-huh. some random people find found him on the side of the highway, delirious. Wow. So okay. um, yeah. So if you're looking for something to watch. On YouTube, look up Found on Forty Nine. That's uh-huh. a pretty cool, pretty cool view. Yeah. So, um, so that's about it. If um, if people want to follow us, they can. We're on Instagram, so Running Matters on Instagram. If you want to follow us on Facebook, Running Matters Podcast, and if you want to follow us on Strava, Matt North and Matt Sheetha. Yes. So uh, look us up on Strava and you can sort of see what training we're doing and and come and join us for a run as well. So we might get Steve in here and um, continue on with the interview. Ripper. Okay, Steve Southwell, thanks very much for uh, coming in and giving up your time. I'm here for the free beer. Of course you are. (laughs) Well, you know what? I... um, I thought so, otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have mentioned it, so thanks for coming in. You're welcome, mate. And uh, Maddie, you were here earlier, and thanks again for uh, extending your, your stay. Um, shall we have a beer, Steve, before we get into it? Absolutely. Let's crack these open. So, so what's this filter XPA? Yeah. Where are these guys from? Yeah, have you had it before? No. They're in Marisol in Sydney. I like to drink out of it. Yeah, I'm, I'll take it out of the glass. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. I should, be, I should be paying you for this. This is this is a Absolutely. sponsorship go. I'm doing a good job. We have with the Royal, you know the Royal. So we have beer at the end of that. Yeah, that's what all the finishers get: beer or a packet of Tim Tams. Take your choice. Yeah, it's a simple thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Good. Thank you. That's okay. So, um, so tell us a bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up, and um, how'd you get into sport as such? Yeah, sure. Well, look, I've I've, I've lived in the Shire all my life. So 52 years, grew up in Carimba, family, dad, mum and dad moved out here when it was kind of like farmland. So um, always lived in the Shire and, you know, it's, a, it's pretty sports orientated down here anyway because mm. of all the waterways and the national park and big open areas. And it's, you know, like if you think about sporting areas, it's stiff, everything is a you know, lot, lot of athletes. So, mate, I, um, I'm one of five brothers, so the youngest, so it's kind of like whatever they're doing I'm doing so. We'll we'll run into soccer as kids. Play for the mighty Carimbar Red uh, uh, Carimbar Rangers. Yeah. Bit of funk now, unfortunately, but yeah, no, we'll run into soccer. 
uh, played a lot of soccer as kids, um, and uh, we had a we had a double frontage back uh, front yard. So yeah, you know, like in the old days, just all the kids from the street would just come there. So in in summer it was cricket, and in in winter it was like playing soccer out the front. Yeah. So yeah, a lot lot of soccer, a lot of soccer predominantly. Dad was into ocean ocean racing, like powerboat racing. So I did a lot of that. But yeah, we were all sporty family. Yeah, cool. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and so because now your events involved with um, surf clubs, and I'll get into that. And yeah. s- um, beach sports, etc. Yeah. Did you um, did you get involved with um, surf clubs and stuff Clubbies. growing up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, as I said, a lot lot of soccer, and that was pretty much what we did up until. Um, I changed schools. I went to Laguna Street. Met it, got friendly with a bloke called Jamie Primer, who I'm still really good mates with, and uh, he sort of encouraged me to come down and join North Cronulla Nippers, like when I was 11. And I, I knew about Nippers, but I thought it was like a nerdy type of thing. And I thought, well, I'll get into it because there's a lot of swimming, so I used to do a lot of swimming too. Can I, why did you think it was nerdy? I don't know. I have no idea. Just something yeah. different. Yeah. 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 Did so you yeah. know about it and just assume? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like was yeah. it March Pass? I didn't really know what it was about, to be honest. Oh, uh, yeah. But it, he just encouraged me. He said, mate, it's a lot of swimming. We have running races and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I he, he got me into it and we sort of just, he took me down, signed up and got in the nippers at North Cronulla and, and um, you know, got in stone involved with that for about, till I was about 20. So, my brother's in. As I said before, we sort of one in all in type thing. Yeah. So they all started uh, joining clubbies. They're in the Lure Surf Club, and so from what happened then was um, you, you nippers till about twelve or thirteen back in those days, and then you go in the senior club. You do you know you learn uh, uh, get your bronze and get under patrol. So they just said, look, come come to Lure with us, and uh, so I was in clubbies up until about twenty. Yeah, yeah. twenty. Do you, were you all at the same club? When we're in seniors, so yeah, we were at all Lure Surf Club um, back in the eighties. So it was um, it was a really strong club. In fact, last weekend I was down Tassie running one of the the clinics, um, and it was at Clifton Beach, and that's where Lure won their Australian title down there back in eighty three, I think it was. Okay. So yeah, got into clubbies, surf. You know, I was pr- predominantly a beachy, a lot of beach sprinting and flags. But we do, you know, board races and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that that became like a big part of our lives. Yeah, and a lot of mates from that era are still, you know, really good mates now. Did, good, did your good parents get into it? No, well? no, no, no. Dad, it was yeah, no. Dad, dad was as I said, he was uh, offshore powerboat racing. Yeah, yeah. So kind of when we when we were young kids, that's that was that was our other sort of love was going watching dad race, and he was Australian champion. And, he held the Sydney to Brisbane Ocean speed record for 35 years. Him and, he, him and his mate went up in like a 17-foot Haynes Hunter with a like a 200 on the back. And they wow. plotted out this course and they just they just took off. And it took them eight hours or something, nine hours. And, Sydney uh, to Brisbane? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They worked it all out, mate. They worked out all the tides and everything. They knew all the sandbanks and they worked at the, the high tides. They could shoot across sandbanks and stuff, so... There's lots of lots of blokes trying to beat it for years, but yeah, I think it's I think it's beaten now. But no, we um, they they weren't into clubbies at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of um, we just sort of went down that path through friends. But you know, mum and dad were always good. They supported us. Yeah, mum was a photographer. She came down to take pictures, and they'd come and watch us. But they never sort of got involved in that that movement. Mm-hmm. 
as much. Yeah. Yeah. I um I was involved with the Cronulla Trials Club in the um, early two thousands, and uh, I was doing some races. I did Ironman actually at the same time as your dad. Yeah. Bob. Did he beat you? No. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He was probably what eighty. Yeah. yeah. He would have been. He was. Yeah, he was. He would have been. Yeah. Um, but uh, what about yourself? Did you get involved yep. with the Tri Club? The, the rest of your family, you've got a rich history there and, and with, with the Tri Club. Tell there us was, about that. There were so many of us. There were so many of us. So um, what actually happened, we are in Allura Surf Club and then a guy who was like one of the you know, com- you know, committee there, Ron Pears, uh, they, they saw the Hawaii Ironman Triathlon in about 78, 79. So they said, well, let's put one on. So Illura Surf Club was actually the first, it was, a, it was the first triathlon in Australia, it was run by Illura Surf Club. Really? And that was a surf club we were in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's how that transition worked, right? So what happened was, they put it on, and there was all the clubbies like, you know, Bucko, um, uh, Pinhead, Rick Pallister, Brothers, it was all these sort of, Mark Pringle, so mm-hmm. we'll give this triathlon a go, yeah. which was called the Tri-Mar- Allura Tri-Marathon or something like that. Uh, Rick Parks and John Holt are all, all doing it. So um, I think Chris, my, one of my brothers, did it. Maybe Tony. And that then started the whole triathlon. Yeah, right. What, right. Do you remember what distance it was, the first one? Um, oh, it, look, it was weird. It, I remember it was really, really rough seas. I think it was a... I think it was something like a swim, run, bike. It was it was back to front. I'm sure it was back to front, but it was like they ran, they paddled, like swam in the surf, and then they yeah. they just like jump on your bike and go out to waterfall. So it was about forty odd k, and then it was probably about a thirteen k run, something like that. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was one of those things. We'll see you at the finish line, everyone. But um, and then they held it for a couple more years. So, yeah, we all got into triathlons then. Yeah, right, through yeah. by the surf club. And, Absolutely. And so you joined Cronulla Tri Club. Yep, so so there was a loose group of us sort of then started training and running, and we were running from Cronulla Surf Club. Yeah. So on, I think it was a Wednesday night. we just get down there and start running. Yep. And then John Holt, who was a surf Ironman champion, uh, big in Cronulla Surf Club, he, you know, decided, well, let's form what was then the first triathlon club in Australia, which was a Cronulla Tri Club. Yep. And I remember being down in the Cronulla Surf Club and it was, you know, we're hereby going to start this club up and so we were sort of down there as founding members. Yeah, right. And it kicked off from there. Yeah. It was, a, it was um, so all of us were in, into that sport and spent spent the best part of, you know, 20-odd years, maybe yep. longer. Time moves quick, but, we're, we're, yeah, we're all doing the sport. And it, and it grew. We, we saw it kind of from the very, very beginning yeah. and watched that transition into, you know, what's now highly professional sort of, sort of, um, yeah, sport. A time of innovation, hey, because you, you guys also competed, you talked recently with the Bushies, you guys competed in the Bushies One. triathlon. Uh, National Park. Yeah, yeah. So it's a time when you could just yep. start things up. Hey? Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. I mean, it was well, a lot. Wonder Road Runners as well. Yeah, there was that. There was Wonder Callows. Um, John Salmon, who started the Sutherland Surf, uh, which is the second old, you know, um, road, like fun run in Australia behind City to Surf. Mm-hmm. So Samo, the Allura. There was all this stuff happening, right? It was like that whole, you know, aerobics was coming in and then. People were trying to find things, and they're still finding new things now to do, but, you know, triathlon was, you know, very raw sort of sport back there, and it was like, let's put one on, and 
the insurances and all of that wasn't wasn't as you know um, you know, big I guess I mean you certainly had to run a safe safe event but yeah. it was pretty much you could chuck it on anywhere and um, mate you just <laughs> Bundina we did one out of Bundina yeah you know the boys just chuck one on out there there's you know you'd have 300 people show up you'd be running around in sluggos no singlet wear a helmet you get, arrest, you get some, arrested today for doing that some <laughs> people wear a helmet some didn't and you just yeah you just yeah, and you wouldn't be closing roads down there, there wouldn't be all that traffic management that you've got to deal no, with now you no, just go no look I think in general people like the locals knew that the yeah. race was on but there was no even Foster Remarkable. back in when it first started in 85 yeah which I went up to because Tony did that yeah there's no it's like just you're just in with the general sort of people that are using the road Hey, uh, <laughs> weaving in and out of traffic, main road foster. So, um, who who was the fastest Iron Man out of your brothers? Well, not me. No. So yeah. then, no, it wasn't me. So it's not important. Uh, who, well, yeah. probably no. Yeah, let's just change the subject. What else do you want to talk about? Um, oh, look, back then, I think Tony and Tony and Chris were kind of, you know, led led the way in terms of. Speed and fastest. Chris, Chris got third one year. Like wow. he, he was kind of in Ironman distance. He was, he was right up there. You know, age group. You know, he's won age groups and over in Hawaii and stuff like that. But yeah, Chris is up there. And then Tony, John, me, maybe I'd race Dad. But no, he was. Yeah, no, we sort of raced hard, but also partied hard as yeah, well. Getting the balance is. Um, I think you have to get the balance right, yeah, right? A lot of sacrifice. Unfortunately, they didn't have XPA yeah. back in those days. Yeah. Having yeah. said that about your dad, though, he was, yeah. he, he's, uh, he, he became quite the triathlete. Well, I mean, everybody, you know, it was all about the South when you hit it. There were a lot of us, and we were there from the beginning, so it was kind of like you would go to a race, and there's sort of like six South Walls, and the commentary store, and every, you know, our name would get called out a lot. So, but dad, dad was certainly like, you know, like he's the one that everybody knows now, and that's, yeah. that's great. I mean, he is an absolute legend. So, dad, I think what happened was, well, they weren't really involved in surf club and triathlons. You have to sort of travel off to Tamworth or Nara or whatever, so he'd come along. And after a while, he just kind of got sick of watching it. And um, maybe the early uh, early to mid-80s, he started doing little quadrathons and started riding and morphed into doing little triathlons. And then in 85, when Ironman started, and he, they'd come up and watch that... Um, he, he kind of got to the point where he, he wanted to, to do an Ironman. Yeah. And, and um, so I think he was 56 or 57 when he did his first one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a late start, isn't yeah. it? It was a late start, but lucky him because obviously yeah. he hadn't done a lot of running and stuff. So yeah. his knees were yeah. like a 20-year-old. Yeah. You know, so he was, he was um, so he got Ready going. to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did, you yeah. know, he's doing well. Like we all thought, okay, when we're like 57, we'll go and race and then I don't think it, none of us could. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And those are gone. But yeah. um, no, he he uh, and he's gone on done about nine Ironmans. He uh, yeah, Australian champion. Uh, he he went to Hawaii when he was sixty five, so he won that and broke the world record for his age group. Wow. And that was real real windy windy conditions. Yeah. And he went back at seventy five. Same deal, really, really windy, but he, he won that and broke the record again. Wow. Uh, went back when he was 80. 
Yeah, so he's uh, yeah, he's a legend, Dad. There's a bit of it, and for the listeners, if they want to look up um, his records and his history, there's information, Matt, on the Cronulla yeah, Tri Club website. Yeah, it's all there. Which, which yeah. I looked up. Yeah, and and part of it, you talk about how many of you there were at at, at the point of uh, this being written. There in the thirty year history of Ironman, every year a Southwell competed except one year, two thousand and six, apparently. But um, that's, that's right. That's yeah, a, a rich history. So what what happened was we, we were all doing them. So one year, a couple of us would do it, and the others would support us from the grassy knoll with a whole stack of mates. Um, mum, mum was involved. She was actually uh, helped Alan Mitchell, who started the Triathlon Sports Magazine. So that was the only sports magazine in Australia with triathlon. To start off with, and, and so she was a photographer, journalist, and she she actually got uh, recognised for being really good in that sport, um, in in that side of things. But uh, the real the real special year was two thousand and four. Uh, unfortunately, Mum had, had passed away by then, but we all we all did it. The whole lot of us. So there was the uh, five brothers and dad, yeah. and that was the only time that all of oh. us did it, uh-huh. and all of us finished it, and and that was the year Dad went off to Hawaii and one. Why that was that was really cool. That was really cool, yeah, to do that. Mm. So, um, you're looking pretty fit. You're you keeping fit. What are you What are you doing with yourself to keep fit? Yeah, cheers. Um, well, always active, eh? We've got to get to stay active, particularly when you get in your 50s. So, um, I don't race anymore, not really, um, because I'm running them. So, yeah, I watch yeah. you guys running around doing, doing the, the rolling stuff, yeah. Um, everything I don't do a lot of running at the moment, but swimming, ocean swimming in particular down at Cronulla is nice. Um, ocean paddling, yep. so kayaking. Yeah. So I do a lot of that. Um, gym. I had a, I gave myself a, um, a a goal last year. I thought I'm going to do something that I couldn't do as a kid. Do something better. So it's pull ups. Oh yeah. 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 So pull ups. So I gave myself a challenge. So just before Christmas, I ended up doing. S- uh, over an hour, so every minute I did seven pull-ups for an hour. Yep. Uh-huh. So I don't know how. For one hour, that's, that's for an hour. impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, I do that, all that sort of stuff. So you yeah, try and keep fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be Pretty on your shot. way to a world record if you could do it for twenty-four hours, because I think Goggins was he trying to do six or seven an hour for twenty-four hours. We read. Yeah. So it was ended up being sixteen thousand or something. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. That's yeah, all no. yeah. I reckon I might be the champion Sutherland Shire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Might There's your next event. I might get a medal. Print yourself one. Get I'll print it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like the Royal. So the Royal Challenge. Yeah. I'll skip to that quickly. Let's talk to the Royal. Let's talk about let's the Royal. Let's talk about so, the Royal. The so, Royal's awesome. So the yes. Royal Royal Challenge is at Audley in the National Park. Yep. How long ago did it start? Tell us, tell us about getting it started. Um, and tell us about the event. Yeah, sure, yeah. cool. Um, so, talked about being in the clubbies when I was younger, and then we moved into triathlons. And then when my son started Nippers, which was uh, sort of early 2000, thereabouts, mid-2000s, um, it got me back into clubbies. And I thought, you know, I live near the waterways. I never have stopped paddling surf skis. So I thought, I'm going to get back into surf ski paddling. And maybe I'll do the cool and go to goal. So, so I started paddling again, and I used the bait, uh, the Port Hacking River as the training. So I started paddling down to Audley, and I thought to myself, 
This would be a really cool event. Start at Ganamata, paddle 10.5k to Audley, run Lady Carrington out and back, which was 21k, and then paddle all the way back to Ganamata. And I said, I'll call it the Royal Challenge, being the Royal National Park. So I started telling everyone about it. I said, I've got this event coming up. I said, what is it? I said, it's the Royal Challenge. This is what it is. It's a, it's a 21k run, and either side's a 10.5k paddle. And so like, that's awesome. When's it on? I said, I'm not going to tell you because I want to do it by myself so I can win something. You know, so that happened for a, like a couple of years. I just kept talking about it. And my wife, Louise, said to me, why don't you just do it with a bunch of mates and do it for charity? Yeah. And that was like the light bulb moment. I thought, that actually is a good idea, you yeah. know, doing something like for charity. So uh, it was 2010. I just flicked out this email to a bunch of mates and said, listen, this, this is an event that I want to do, and um, it's the Royal, and we'll raise money for the Starlight Foundation. And the next day, I got an email back from a bloke called John Zagami, who's a local. He's right in the water polo, but at that stage, he owned a couple of subways, yeah? And he said, listen, this is a good idea. I'm happy to sponsor it. And I just went, okay, now I've probably got something here. So we, we, um, we had 47 people do the race. And it did start from Gatamata, our teams, individuals, and we raised 23 grand. Wow, in the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was raised 23 grand. I was just, I was absolutely blown away. Mm. And well, I just loved the experience of putting it all together. What year really was cool. that? 2011. Yeah. And did you have it there from Gatamata twice? Did you do it there twice? Or did you change it the next year? No, so what, yeah, so I had it there for two years, but in the first year we ran it twice. We ran one in February, and then I thought, no, I'll change it to December. Yeah. Um, so we ran it there twice, and I ran it there the second year. So we started from Gatamata and, and did the full length, but I, I changed it because logistically it wasn't easy to do, particularly for teams, because they're all waiting down, the, the runners are waiting down at Audley. Yeah. And it wasn't safe. Yeah, it just wasn't safe. Because what happened, the leg coming back after... A 10.5k paddle and a 21k run, the last ski leg coming back, um, this field was strung right out. So you have safety boats and everything out there, but it was, there was one lady, there was one girl who did a run, she, she came in and she was like really, like it's one thing if you're running to hit the wall, Yeah. you know, because you'll just sit on the ground, but on the ski it's not good because you'll be in the water. And there's a lot more people on the water yeah, later in more, the day. Yeah, there's yeah. more people on the water yeah, and stuff like that. So we, yeah. we, we sort of we changed it. We changed yeah. it to run it, domiciled it all out of Audley where it is now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did the first two from, from Gatamata. And I've, each year I've done it, I've teamed up with Blair, Blair Williams. And, um, and so, look, I think I've missed one because it clashed with a race that I did at the Blue Mountains, like I run the Blue Mountains, but I think I've only missed once since you've started yep. the, the event, you yep. know, so uh, it, is, it is a great event that everyone um, it's really, yeah, get it's, involved with. It is, it is. Look, it's, so it's all about charity. That's the first thing. So, right, we're doing our seventh race on 4th of May this year. Today, it's raised... Uh, about one hundred and eighty thousand wow. dollars. So we've raised, you know, a bunch of money for Starlight. Then I'm sort of moved it to the Sydney Children's Hospital. We raised fifty grand for them. For two years, we did it for the Kids Foundation. They got about ninety, and, and you know, so then we went back to Sydney Children's Hospital. So it's raised a lot of money, and everybody knows that who comes and does the race, that it's just 
Yeah, I always say to people, look, somebody's going to come across the line today first, but the winners are going to be the kids from the, you know, mm. in the hospital. And that's what it's all about. So it is, it is a really cool fun event and, and people like to race it, but they don't, like, they kind of get it that it's, you know, the whole thing's about charity. It's, yeah. it's got a really unique community feel and it doesn't have that competitiveness about it. And even though you've, you've got people like Craig Alexander and Chris McCormack and people like that turning up and participating, mm-hmm. it still doesn't feel like that uh, elite sort of community event because everyone's just chatting. And it's, it's got a really nice feel about it. No. Yeah, it does. It only feels like a race to me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> huh? It's always a race. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you, people. Do get some guns, guns turn up. Guns, you do, yeah. Kayakers, runners teaming up, and brings out the best out of the clubs. Like you know, uh, I, I paddle with um, the Cronulla Southern Kayak Club down at Swallow Rock, and a lot of them come out for it and team up with runners from running groups that's it in, yeah. in the area and um, yeah it brings out yeah and, that's right and and the community for sure but mm. yeah you see the clubs joining up to make it happen yeah well, that's it i mean from a from my point of view and I've, I've i i've been running events since 2011 now and i've, I've branched out and do do some other things as well and so for me it's it's like, well, why, why do I do this? And it, it's not money, I can assure you. Particularly the Royal, I don't make any money out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are other things that are commercial, but it's, it's, not a, it's not a money thing. It's all about so, uh, getting people to inspire them to, to take on a new challenge and give it a go and live a healthy life. Yep. And the second thing is to unite and support communities. So bringing people together. And that's all it's about. Like, seriously, it's about just bringing a community together and fit and healthy. Like, I... The things that inspire me about all of that, certainly raising all the money, seeing people come together, doing doing an event, having a bit of a laugh. You know, I, you, you've seen me at, at the start, like yeah, very yeah. serious around safety, very serious there, making sure that there's a good quality event where there's value for money and all that sort of stuff. But uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, one, one of my mates, he he did the first role in a, in a team, so he's a paddler. Prior to that, nothing, didn't do anything. Real lethargic lifestyle, bit of weight, uh, had, had, you know, like high blood pressure and cholesterol and all this sort of stuff. I said, mate, you could do this. Just, just get in a team. It's not a race. So he, like he did it and that sparked him off. So now he's, he's, he's done, the, he does a Royal every year. Sometimes he does an individual, sometimes in a team. He's done hundred Kers. Oh. He's done, you know, he just did the Latap last year yeah, right. and, and he's, he's just, his whole it's everything's changed for him and, yeah. and so I, I think would you know and I see that across a whole range of things and I think that that's you know, that's the whole Change, changing lives changing lifestyle mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it yeah it's good that's but we have a bit of fun eh? yeah. yeah definitely yeah, have definitely. fun and, yeah, yeah. A great and, sport. and it's it's a bit of a it's celebratory afterwards you know you mentioned having beers there but it's it's one of the few events that people don't rush off everyone sort of hangs around and you know everyone chats to each other and well they do they do and, and like it's unique in that it's a um, half marathon run, but either side is the paddle. Mm. So in the teams, whether it's teams of two or four, you know you find that the paddlers are there for like hanging around for an hour fifty or so. Mm. And um, I've seen a couple of them have a beer 
while they're waiting. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and I mean that's that's okay. Like yeah. nobody goes overboard, but yeah, yeah absolutely. You just gotta you just gotta you know just just uh, make it fun. So one year we had you mentioned Craig Alexander. So I teamed him up with Nathan Smith. So Nathan's a you know Hall of Famer Surf Ironman champion. So an awesome paddler, uh, and and Crowe was the runner. Yeah. And so I had a chat to him. I said, look, <laughs> you can't just go off the front and just, just blow everyone away. Yeah. So little uh, known to Nathan, when we were about to start the race, yeah. I said, now we've got a guest starter, and that's Nathan Smith. So yeah, he had to he had to come to the start line and ring the bell, and then uh, and then it was like we had a bit of a chat, a few photos, and everyone's a kilometre down. The, yeah. That was great. Yeah. But then the cool yeah. thing was, you know, Nathan would be paddling through a few, and then Crowe would be running past a few, and yeah, you know, like it, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. So the first year, Chris McCormack did it, which was really cool, like because those guys when they do it, that's where you can get the PR. Yeah. Of, the leader or the local papers are happy to sort of cover it if there's a who's. It was always like, who, well, who's who's the name doing it? So yeah. I got makers come to do it, and it was really cool of him to do it. And Crow did it the first year. It was forty eight degrees the first year we did it. Oh man, it was hot. Mm. Um, but we, um, I mean, a funny thing was, Chris, Chris and I just I was in a team. I was actually running it and doing it in those days, which I wouldn't do it anymore. But you, you did the whole thing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I, I did. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I had people set up to run stuff, but my wife said, I think you need to just run it from now on, which, which is a fair call. Yeah. But that first year in Macca, um, he came in off the run. I don't think he even did the whole bloody run, but whatever, he came in off the run and, and both he and I were about to start paddling. And he hadn't done a lot of paddling, but he could paddle a ski and he gets on and just falls off in front of everyone. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And we made sure that everybody knew what was going on yeah. with old Macca and he fell in. And then we were paddling, he was struggling. Yeah. He was really starting to struggle. So we, we, we kind of got around the bend and then it was legal in those days when we were paddling all the way to Gatamata that if a boat came through and you could get on its wash, you could ride it. So there's this young kid in a, in a fishing boat and we just whistled him down. And this kid was, he was worried about something that was wrong. I said, mate, you gotta come over here. Get over here. And he's come over and he goes, right, we want you to get going because me and him are going to wash ride you. So he got up to the face of oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> For about 3K, just, just taking, taking a ride. It's, um... It still goes on. Hey? It still <laughs> it goes still on. Yeah, you've got to take advantage. <laughs> yeah, but like, it was sort of like, which, where's the course? Well, you just, the quickest you can get down there, get down there. So you run through the mangroves. We'd go through low tide, you just sort of, there was a mangrove. So people who didn't know would take yeah. the big loop around through the channel, but the smart ones would just go straight through the mangroves yeah. Yeah. and run. So we don't, yeah, we don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Well, some yeah. of us do. Maddie yeah. takes it seriously. Well, I'm no better now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I usually, I mentioned I usually do it with Blair and Blair gave me a call last week. You could get a better paddle than Blair. Well, coincidentally, yeah. <laughs> He wouldn't, he wouldn't have the technology to look up this, so he'd never find the podcast in the first place. But coincidentally, he rang me and said, oh, look, I'm just not motivated to, to do it this year, you know? So he goes, if you want to sort of shop around for another paddler, and because uh, I've been ringing him saying, come on, you've got to start paddling and get back in the water and stuff. And then I think he got sick of me pestering him because uh, the race is coming up on the 4th of May. Mm-hmm. And um, so he just rang me and said, oh, look, I'm not, I, I just don't have the motivation to do it. I said, no worries. And then... So Hoppy 
Oh no, you with him? Yeah, so it's like I'm, <laughs> it's like I'm training a, a trading in like, a, a, you know, a, a maniac for a maniac, isn't it? So oh. I haven't, um, I haven't, because Hoppy only lives two doors up. Does he? Yeah, he always asks, and he always does the race, as you he know. He does, he does. And uh, he always says to me, uh, you know, if you don't do it with Blair, what, let's let's partner up. So. Um, I might even pop over there this afternoon after we finish chatting and say, right, are we we teaming up this year? Oh, he'll be stoked. Yeah. Because so. he, he said, like, I get people, I had a guy yesterday in Hoppy too, and they come up and go, I've got to bloody find a good runner this year. Yeah. I'm sick of waiting around. Yeah. <laughs> and Hoppy's always, I've got to find a good runner. So if he gets you, mate, you can run. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, so it'd be good fun. So, but, um, but yeah. you know, sorry, you know, when I was talking about blokes who, when they were waiting for the runner, they'd have a few beers, yeah, it was him, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, as soon as you said that, I thought that's Blair, right? <laughs> so either or, they're bloody as mad as each other. So, it's good that you let people with straight jackets do that, so. <laughs> let them out for the day, you know, that's it's all that's, therapy, yeah, yeah, that's good. So, um, and if so, if any of the listeners are interested in uh, doing the event, which I, you know, we're encouraging them to do that, they can go to the website. Yeah. What's your, what's your website? Theroyalchallenge.com.au. The, yep, the Royal Challenge. Um, or otherwise, just message us on our Facebook page, and we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. Now, a lot of a lot of the listeners are just runners. So if somebody goes, oh, look, this sounds like something that would be great to do, and they could be, they could do ten k's. Even if there's two of them, they could do ten k's each. You know, yep. Um, yep. Make up half the run each, sort of thing, and do a team. But you'd be happy to try and source some paddlers. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, and I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, look, I've got a surplus of runners. So if you're short of runners, I can find you runners. And vice versa, um, if I've got runners looking for paddlers for the event. I had two paddlers yesterday talk about trying to get runners. So yeah. all you need to do is just go either to, just go to the Facebook page is probably the easiest, which yeah. is again, is the Royal Challenge. Yeah. Find that Facebook page and you can message me directly or just post on the actual site um, that you're after a paddler. Yeah. And we'll, we'll team people up and it's kind of like, well... Do you want to have a crack like Matt here and try and try and win it, or do you, are you happy just to be a recreational guy? So, yeah. the one thing when we moved it all out of Orly, it opened up the option to have not just two like uh, two person team. We have four, four person. person team, yep. Yeah. So yeah. you have we have a, a an out and back ten k paddle. Uh, so start back to the the transition area, and then the the run is two laps so it's two ten and a half k laps so yep. you can swap over a runner yeah and then the the paddle finishes again with the second lap so we have um teams that are four person two person in the two person we have team members that exclusively do either the paddle leg or the run leg but we also have um like people who will go okay well i'll do the first paddle leg and then their teammate does the first loop of the run. Yeah. And then, you know, then they swap over. They do so, yeah, half. so they do, first they do half, 50 50. Sort of thing, yeah. 50 50. Or yeah. they'll go, I'll do the paddle and then the first lap of the run, which is, it's, it's a bit more of a challenge. Yep. And then, then you know, they follow up. So we're, I mean, we're, yeah, we're open. We have some yeah. people say, listen, I've only got. I've got two paddlers, but one runner. Can I do it? I said, it's no problem. Yeah. You know, just, just, just get just in there. It's a bit of fun. fun. Get yeah, involved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in, get in. And it's, and it's not expensive either. No, no, I don't. No, no. I think, yeah. I mean, I think this year's like ninety. It's still ninety dollars. You get a t-shirt. I think we're doing. I was gonna do headbands this year. Oh yeah, sweatbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either that or those like survivor buffs, but something a bit different. But yeah, yeah. yeah we give away a lot of stuff as much as we can give away, and, and yeah. we we got you know local local sponsors who throw in like you got 
uh, Lloydy looking after you with goo. He yeah, throws goo, stuff there. So goo sponsors us. Yeah, no, we don't. I, look, I'm not into charging a lot of money. Yeah. I just there's, so there's it's ninety ninety bucks for the team. So if you're doing it with somebody yeah. else, forty five each. Yeah, it's and easy. It is yeah. cheap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, no, keep keep it keep it good good yeah. value. Make yeah. it easy for people that's, to come and come and do it. That's value for money these oh, days. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can see that you um you also have part of your um promotions uh, like putting the hydrathons together I, I read through your website that's very much again just about giving the clubs an opportunity to host a race with your with your experience like yes you, yeah you, yep it, again it's not a money thing for you it's it's about getting events well that's off right the ground. yeah absolutely yeah. thank you yeah. I will take another one of those beers um, yeah so yeah. the the um, the hydrathons are basically a it's split into a couple of things now, but I took on Hydrathons has brought that brand in, and that is basically a triathlon blueprint. So instead of the bike, we put a paddle in. Right. But it's the same format, and we have races for young kids, which is only over 2K, and they paddle board. So it's you know, swim, paddle board, run, and then, then 4K, and then we do, do larger events with ski paddling. And the way I work it is is to try and support local communities yeah. again, right? So it's, which comes back in. So I'll go to any club. But predominantly surf clubs and just say, look, I've got the product, I've got I've got the, the logistics, how to put it together, all the mm. systems for registration, I can help with insurances and all those types of stuff. Uh, you just need to provide all the resources, volunteers, equipment, and I sort of just give you the it's a, it's a, an event in a box. Yeah. And I just take a royalty. I take a twenty percent royalty, they take the rest of the money. Yeah. Right, for their club. So they get to keep you know, most of the money. So yeah. North Kirkwood last December ran just a kids race and had 100 kids running it. And they made just over three grand. Yeah, right. You know, it's easy money because it's literally just, you just pop this thing up over three three hours, yeah. run the events. Um, kids get to have a little race or the adults and, and then that's it, you know, and, and I'm happy I, you know, go away with a bit of, bit of money. I'm, I missed the opportunity to, to go in the race that you um, tacked on at Kernel with the... Yeah, no, that, that that didn't come about. Yeah, it didn't yeah. come about. No, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. it may bump me at the end, but that's that okay. The it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the hydrothon at Kernel, uh, but we're going to have a chat about it next year. It's just the whole timing. So the the event promoter got it kind of at the last minute, mm -hmm. and I get on well with with Mo, and it was like, okay, well let's bump in hydrothon. So logistically everything's there. So we've worked out how that can happen, but it just the time got too short because he was getting up to speed with the local police because that's on, on road and it, and it kind of drew up his time. So we're going to look to bring that back. Great. All right. Yeah, so it's, yeah. a, it's the same deal. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll, we'll do okay out of that. But um, I just missed that because I had, I did the 12 hour, I did a 12 hour race the week before, which I shortened to a six hour race. Um, it was meant to be a, a 12 hour run. But your event was the next week mm. and I would have loved to have done it, but um, I didn't recover yeah. well from but, the humiliation. But it's good to like the hydrothons because they're, they're, they're look, I, I would never get myself into running a mass participation event. It just doesn't, doesn't really interest me. I like the smaller community things, yeah. grassroots, yeah. really, that's where I'm at. And yeah. so hydrothons like that too. And um, yeah, they're just good community builders, really. Uh, they're, they're like what triathlons used to be back in the 80s. It's everyone's mm. pretty chilled and relaxed and yeah. they yeah. go in it and people do it just as a one-off challenge and get up to speed so yeah, it's an opportunity for people yeah like that don't have the flash bike or what have you or ha haven't gotten themselves in triathlon but um 
still kayak, run, swim, because that's what that was going to be, wasn't it? It was yeah, yeah, swim, swim. Yeah, yeah, swim, swim. So that one was like yeah. you swim a kilometer, you paddle a ski for six k, and you run for five k. Yeah, right. Really so it's it's a challenge. It's 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 challenging enough, mm. uh, but it's not it's not like you know an Ironman type yeah. scenario. Yeah. Um, but it was sitting beside the sprint series, so yeah, yeah. It, it matched up well. It was the yeah, last was wave. A sprint. Yeah, the yeah. last wave. So basically, all we were going to do is we will we will just paddle our ski for at the so the last wave is hydrothon. Paddle a ski and then then use their swim course and use mm-hmm. run course. Yeah, great. Yeah, just just bring it all in. So we'll we'll keep working on that one. Good one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just back to the Royal. I'm going to tell you this year because we got on on the Saturday again. Because um, that night, I don't know if you ever went to them, but we used to have the, the meltdown. <laughs> the meltdown that parties. A, that was an appropriate name. Yeah, some people did meltdown, didn't yeah. they? So we bring the meltdown down. But I've got an. Ex- we're doing a couple of auctions. But one of them is awesome, right? So it's the first time ever this will be on auction and there's only one being made. It'll it'll be a, a signed, yeah, autographed uh, photo frame of every Australian Ironman triathlon winner. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So I've got it all sorted. Crowey's helped me. So I've got Chris McCormack, um, Crowey, Pete Jacobs, Greg Welsh, Kaylee Jones and Rinnie. Oh wow! Well done. Yeah, so that's all coming together, and so I've got to get that out because that that should be worth a stack of money. Where's the after party? Cronulla Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Good spot. Out the front room. Yeah. Just quiet little night. Yeah. That's why it's called the meltdown. Cups of tea and Mm. cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some XPA beer. Nice. We'll definitely get. We should chat to them. I'm happy to pay for it. We'll bring it all in. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, Filter's gonna. Get involved. I haven't told them yet with the uh, with the the double ultra that I'm having yes, in the national yes. park. So the winner gets a case of beer from each day, but we're going to have the beers on at the end. I've got the idea from you. Mm. So um, very good. When I when I catch up with um, my mate from Filter Ben McRae shortly, I'll talk to him about your event on the fourth mm. of May and we'll see mm. what we can do. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, all good. Yeah. So we're doing the the other thing I was just knocking around with now is the um, in the surf club spaces. I've got a few little races happening there now. So we do surf cross, which is kind of like an iron, iron, you know, surf Ironman racing, but we've, we've changed that around a bit to bring a bit more running in. Shorten it right into the beach area, so the surf break area. We don't go green water. Yeah. Make it a bit more technical, a bit faster. Was it the um, surf cross or the beach cross that you were telling me? It's like an ice skating yeah. race. Yeah, so the surf cross is, we ran a pilot last, well, we ran a, I had 16 iron, 18 iron women, we did it up at Alex, and uh, as part of an all-female surf sports clinic that we do now. Mm. So uh, that's back by Macquarie Sports, which is really cool. We just had one down at Clifton Beach, Tassie, last weekend. We're going to Jerringong in March. So these areas are kind of like isolated, where young kids don't really get access to yeah. their idols. So we're bringing the best iron women down to hang with them. But part of that for a couple of them, Terrigal, we've got a big event up there. It's already sold out in September. Wow. And Surf Cross, so we have Surf Cross, but I'm bringing in... Beach Cross, so Beach Cross, um, it, it's obviously on the sand, but um, Beach uh, Surf Club sprinting is just a straight line sprint. I think it's a hundred hundred meters. So what I'm what I'm doing is we're gonna have have it like you know speed skate skating, speed skating. So you have an outer ring, it's an oval course, an outer ring, and an inner ring. So it'll be two laps, a match race, two people. They do two laps, so they'll race one lap on the inner ring, and then they have to they'll cross over. 
and the, and then I'll swap so then they'll do the outer ring. Yeah. Um, so the whole bit about that is the suspense of who's going to win it. You don't the, really. Yeah, you don't. Bend. Yeah, yeah, you don't really know who's going to win. Crowd's going to be in there. Bit of yeah. bit of. Um, That's smart. Bit more technical. Should mm. be interesting. We're going to do a pilot down at Cronulla Beach in late April. I want to do it under lights with DJs and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll get to speak to Camillo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that should be cool for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to pile it up. Yeah, right. That's great. Mm. It's easier to put an event on in the beach, at the beach, than in the park. Nice well, I've got to say, the Royal National Park are really good, as you've come to find that. You know, they're actually quite supportive of events. You've right. just got to make sure that you are very sort of prepared in terms of operating how it's going to operate and <clears throat> all the safety you know but they're they're quite supportive um down the beach again <clears throat> excuse me through the surf clubs it's all pretty easy but <clears throat> you need a drink. excuse me i'm gonna have a drink sorry about that it's just the surf conditions you gotta mm-hmm. you can't yeah, manage it sure mm-hmm. yeah so I had to cancel a few events purely because of safety so so Sportwell, your company, yes. you're, you've talked a fair bit about your events that you're, you're putting on, including the Royal Challenge, which sort of started it all. Doing some athlete management as well? I have, and I still do. Um, so, yeah, look, I with, uh, with the Royal Challenge and, and, and sort of getting back into the surf life-saving, I, I started to help out, you know, a couple of the athletes, uh, I was looking after Liz Plumers. I uh, got to know her. Really love, lovely girl, and you know needed some help there. So we helped her and Nathan Smith and and a few others. So some of them I just sort of <clears throat> kind of put help them put their package together to go to market. Yeah. Others I'd actually go go to market for them and help them get some sponsorship. Yeah. It's, it's a tricky game, and I don't you know a lot of them don't have the time and energy you know really the time to go out and do it. So I was I was. Um, doing a bit of that and I still do I do but I you know for that I, I I'm not really I don't I don't take take much money really for it I'm sort of trying to help them out so I think over the years I don't know how many athletes have helped out it was you know close to 200 grand in cash you know that they've all all got so that's that's helped them yeah um which is which I'm happy about you know I'm happy about so what are you doing when you're not organising events and doing all these things on the side? Work, I mow the lawn, yeah. I, I do all the housework, I'm sure. as you can imagine. I'm sure. I hope my wife's not listening. No, look, I've, I've got, you know, I've got a family of three, they're all growing up, kids are, kids are all uh, growing up now, but um, I, I work, so I work in a franchise system. Yeah. Yeah, so it's worldwide and, and we, we, we do you know, it's a franchise, 38 franchises around Australia, Australian-owned company, state managed there. So we do print design and got some marketing automation systems. So that's kind of like my full-time job. So everything else is fit in around it, so yeah. evenings and I didn't afternoon. imagine that you would have had a job. Yeah, I, I do. I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A real right. job? Yeah, yeah, a real job. <laughs> <laughs> You're like what, what, what the thing is, because I've been in the franchising world, it's all franchising is all about building up systems. Uh-huh. And so... Uh, the everything else that I've done, all the systems are there, yeah. and once you know the systems, uh, and get the right ones. I can seriously to activate the Royal Challenge because it's been going for a few years now. I can activate it in terms of having a registration system up, getting the insurances all covered off, having all the operation manuals, and and actually the pushing out the marketing. It's less than a couple of hours. 
like work to do it. It's good because you can do that for me for my. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, mate. Yeah, you are. That's going to be a good event. It's been good. I, I know <laughs> that's going to be an awesome event. Yeah. The Shire really needs something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was telling some of the local guys who do the big, you know, fifteen hundred k's, and they're kind of waiting for it to come around. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. as soon as uh, you know, when we're finished today, I'm gonna make a time to meet with you to organise the online entries so I can set up the online entries but as you know because I've been CCing you on the emails it's um, it's been sanctioned and yeah. insured through Triathlon Australia so yeah. this is the Royal Double Ultra that I'm talking about last weekend in June 29th and 30th of June 50Ks on the Saturday 50Ks on the Sunday uh, so you can do one day or both and uh, National Parks have approved it so basically the next step and that's why I've been um, looking forward to having a chat with you, which we'll, we'll do off the air, but um, set up the online system so people can start registering and get, get it up and running and make mm. sure we've got enough beers at the end, which is important. Mm, mm, 100%. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close and so that's... Mate, that's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm more than happy, as you know, to, to help you get that up and going. Yeah, no. Because it's another, another great community event and yeah. I think it'll be a, over time. Yeah, it'll go really well. So. Yeah. And it's a non-profit event, it's a charity, charity event. Yeah, so. good for you, good yeah. for you. So that's good. So while we're talking about events, what are uh, what are some of the, the most difficult challenges you've faced? And you, you sort of, you've touched on um, um, insurances, you've touched on um, environment conditions such as surf. Uh, what, what else, what other challenges have you faced? And, and, I, and I guess, what, what, uh, what mistakes have you made? Like if you were, if you if some people were out there were thinking about running an event, what, what could you say from your own experience? Mm, what sure. would you do differently? Okay. Well, I think the first thing, uh, if somebody was looking to start running events, is the event's one thing, but it's like, why are you really doing this? Because if it's because I think I'm going to make a lot of money out of it, mm. uh, you may, but it may take many, many, many years to do that. So you've got to really understand why you're doing it and for me as I said before it's all about uh, community engagement building communities getting people in sport um, and, and watching and getting the thrill out of that so that's that's the first thing if anybody was going to do it um, early on it was just a real struggle to work out the most efficient way to get an event happening so there is a there's, there's a bunch of stuff it is like from a business point of view you've got you've got to work out okay well I've got to market this. So how am I going to market it? What channels do I actually have to market? Now nowadays it's a bit easier because of social media is an easy way to get something going because you can set up a Facebook page, you can uh, invite all your friends to it and ask them to you know start sharing things out. But the the, the whole marketing of it's one thing. You've got to find people who would like to support it because it does cost money to put these things together. Yeah. You know so you. You know, to, to spend time and energy in putting, you know, packs together is a tough one. Um, it's finding the right partners. So I initially really struggled to get my head around how am I going to get insurance for it. And I tried um, a couple of different avenues. I went through, you know, looking at brokers, um, different associations. So that, that took a lot, lot of time and energy. Um, where I landed is where you've landed. That's why I put you through yeah. to, to Triathlon Australia because, um, as it turned out, they're very supportive of multi-discipline or, or other events outside of just triathlon. And 
they've got a good support network and and they also have a really awesome sanctioning portal um, that makes it really easy to to get that all going so you know early on I really struggled with the whole insurance side of things yeah and and then the other one was well as with the royal it was really cool to have it you know from Gatamata this whole big massive out and back course mm. but quickly I learned it was just too hard to to logistically make that happen yeah and it didn't work well for particularly teams yeah and it didn't create this whole sort of you know community type thing because people just like spread out over yeah so I had to had to move all that around um and I, I think it's just the the one thing is defining the right people who have got the right attitude who want to help who want to help mm-hmm. um and making sure that they're they're kind of on the same level as you in terms of you know why we're doing this and getting them to buy into it yeah so with your race the thing is getting people to buy into actually what you're doing and prepare to to assist yeah yeah so um and and i'm still learning you know where i first started with all of this with the royal and then into hydrothons i never thought that it'd end up being i'd be doing uh all female surf sports clinics yeah but that's just the way the journey's gone. But when yeah. I go back to thinking about that whole purpose around, you know, inspiring people to be fit and healthy and creating communities and all of that, it still fits in there. So that's exactly what I'm doing. So you, you got to be prepared that if you're if you're, you you're thinking one way, it is possible. Like in any business, you know, in business planning, that it can divert or change and take you down a different path. But if you've got the underlying platform of the purpose of why you're doing it and then you've got the the pillars of okay i'm from a sales and marketing point of view i've got that sorted from an operation point of view i've got really good systems to help me with registration and sanctioning and and your legal side of thing you covered it off um and then above all of that it's i think it's got to be about the people that are actually investing the money to come and do it Mm. that they feel that there's good value for money in it not just that it's a cheap entry but the communication out to them is good. It's personalised, which I do all of that. That the the event itself, it's easy to find. It's easy to know what the course is. So there's good instruction. Um, that uh, post race, I always do a survey. You know, I survey all the competitors to get feedback to see what what we could we we could do better. Um, so there's a bit to think about but if yeah. you're passionate about it it's bloody easy yeah you know, yeah it's, well it sounds uh, there's some really good advice there so thanks for, for sharing that can you um, can you share with us a funny story that I mean uh, you, <laughs> it's pretty funny that you told us about the guys having a beer after doing one leg of their paddle knowing that they've got to go back and that was Hoppy it. by the way not yeah. Blair my so new that's partner. your poop my new partner <laughs> yeah yeah um, any other stories that you can think of that uh, that, that come to mind from your, from your events Oh dear! Oh, it's all funny. I told you about Maka. I thought that was hilarious. Where you've got sort of like a world Hawaiian Ironman champion just just doing it in front of everyone. And that year, a great thing that came from that that was hilarious. How you had him up on the jetty doing the start and then yes, having to come yes, down. Yes. And it turned out that two local boys took that out. Smacked them, beat, yeah. beat two Iron Men. Yeah, um, yeah, that was surprising. Um, Is that the brothers? I don't know if they were brothers. They were from Northern Beaches. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, come yeah. down and took everything out. 
Yeah. Oh, look, I, there's so many funny things. I mean, even last year, I put my brother John on the microphone to sort of manage the PA, and yeah. and my brother, like all my brothers are funny buggers, but John's probably the funniest bloke you'd ever meet, mm. but very nervous about microphone, you know, and yeah. I said, mate, just start talking, you'll be fine. And, and uh, like, he, you know, Craig Alexander's coming over the line, and he's sort of giving it, giving it to him and everyone. So, look, I think... Yeah, there's lots of funny stories. The whole thing is fun. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. It is fun. And it's yeah. lovely seeing Audley. I, I got down there early last year and seeing it all start. Yeah. See, starting to see people turn up, your flags go up, because such a beautiful spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is, mate. We, yeah. We've done some really... I mean, you, you might have a link for it to chuck up for Sarah Brown to look at, but we've had a young guy from Peak Creative, Harry, yeah. come down and do some show reels, which have been on Fox Sport. Yes, yeah, yeah, they used them as fillers, which was... Which is a good one. So anyone out there wanting to to do events, if you get a really good video sh- shot of it, three or four minutes, yeah. Fox Sports, mate, they want that stuff. Yeah. And they'll take it. They don't pay you for it, but they don't charge you for it either. If it's good quality, and they use it as fillers. So if they don't have an ad, they just throw it in. So we, we got like about eight hours of footage on Fox Sport. Wow. For, for nothing. So... Um, so I'm going to put the, um, you've got a, a video, which is a, the, the, the trailer for the event, which, yep. which you're talking about, which, um, which Harry put together. And it's a fantastic video. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen it, Matt. Yeah. Uh, it's on YouTube. And, but what I'll do is I'll put the link um, to the, the video. It only goes for three minutes. And, uh, and it's great. It's great it's soundtrack. And it's, yeah. it's a real showcase yeah, for the is, event. Yeah. But, but also showing off the area, the location, uh, from an aerial view, because he's using drones. Um, so it's, it's a really good video. So I'll put that link on and um, and share it with the listeners. So we'll set him up. We'll set him up to help with your event too. Good. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be great. Um, so um, yeah, so I'll definitely put that link on because people would say so you can have a look at the event that we're talking about. This royal challenge. It basically sums it up in three minutes. But it's um it's a great it's a great video. So so what's next for Steve Southwell? Um, well, from an event point of view, I've got um, I've got the Another clinic down at Jeringong for the for the kids. Um, then the Royals, the one that I'm focusing on now for the fourth of May. I want to um, I want to keep pursuing the surf sports side of things as well. Um, I went down to Tassie last week to run a clinic down there, and you know I just felt that they miss out down there. Poor old Tassie. That they've never had like a a showcase sort of elite race down there in that in that space. I don't think they cop it in a lot of spaces. You so made I made the front page. I made the front page. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Put a little clinic on. You make the front page at the Tassie newspaper yeah. on a Sunday. It's it's good because then I can give it to the sponsor of Macquarie Bank and say, look, you know, yeah. sort of this is this is all for you. So um, so my big ass hairy goal for next year is to to get to to get um, you know 16 Ironmen and women down to Tassie and put on a, a big weekend. So it'll be uh, the elite exhibition racing. We'll put some clinics on. We'll get some coaches' clinics going, have a gala dinner. We'll do a whole bunch of stuff because I want, I want to try and do that for Tassie because they, they ain't got it. Yeah. And there's sort of like thousands of clubbies down there that just have never had the opportunity to experience that. So... It's kind of that's that's the one thing I want to do. So we'll see, we'll see. I'll keep you posted on how we go with that. Um, but other than that, just keep refining the the stuff that I'm doing and make it better, make it more interesting. You know, beach cross and bringing in. I think it's gonna 
change it around yeah. uh, for those for those guys who do beachy. They're, they're full on athletes. So I got like the girl who we got we got beaches involved in our events now. And uh, this Elizabeth Forsyth, who's going to race for us up in Alex, she won the store gift last year. Wow. And you know, like he's just yeah. no profile, so I'll try and profile him up a bit. Yeah. Sounds good. Keep having a crack, mate. Help you out with your bloody little event. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the premier sporting event in the Shire, and like the after the I like that. I like that. Drive. You'll be you'll be bumping Camelo off the out of the out of the leader, mate. It'll Ooh. be your picture. Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> that'll be good. Well, thanks very much for giving up your time. What a great uh, little chat, and we've got to get our listeners involved with the Royal Challenge. Yeah, so please, yeah. if you if if it. Watch the video first. That'll that'll get you over the line. But if you're even half thinking about it, um, have a little look at that video, and then have get in contact with Steve or, or message us on the um, Facebook page. But it's an event that you know we can't speak highly enough. It's it's such a good time. What's uh, for one more time? What's your Facebook page? So for the Royal Challenge, it's simply the Royal Challenge. Yep. If you. If you Google that, you'll find the you Facebook can. page, you'll yeah. find our website, yep. or you'll find the Royal Challenge yep. cricket team in India. Yep. So that's not us. That's not you. But yeah, the Royal Challenge yep. is pretty straightforward. And we know entries are open because both me and Matt have both entered. So, nice, uh, good. Yep, so don't don't even procrastinate. Just no, get, just in get involved. Just, yep. just register. Beautiful talk, day. talk a friend into it and yeah. you won't regret it. Because yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, thanks very much for inviting me in. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the beer. It was awesome. And um, good luck with your show and good luck with your event. We'll, we'll get that get it up and running for you. Awesome. Thanks, guys.